We're talking with Heidi Hall. She's from the Nevada County Board of Supervisors. She represents District 1. Uh, We thank you for joining us, Heidi. Thanks for having me, Felton. Did you guys just have a three-day workshop looking at issues? We did. Every year, annually, we do a planning meeting to look at where we've come from the year before and make some preliminary decisions for the coming year. And uh, we don't actually vote and make those decisions at the workshop, but it's the one chance we're able to all be in a room together hearing the same presentation and have long conversations about them. So we had an excellent meeting this year, and the items that we attended to agree on will be coming to the board for votes in the coming meetings. We addressed every single one of our, our priorities, and we did um, a deep dive into, the, into where we've come and then where we want to go. We looked at our vision and mission. We reevaluated our code of conduct. We talked about communications and outreach. So it really covered the gamut. And I'd be happy to share some of the you know, details on, for example, broadband and homelessness, which have been some of our key objectives in the last few years. Well, why don't we start with broadband? What came out of that? With both broadband and homelessness, it's actually a way to show that when we set objectives, we hear what the public wants. We set objectives and vote on them and agree to them, which we've done pretty much unanimously. Um, that makes sure that there's enough staffing and funding to go to that initiative. And so in both of these cases, um, we set the objective. We started putting them in objectives a couple years ago, about, about five years ago. And then most recently, they both became standalone objectives. And so we've really generated a great deal of really great activity. So we have some good stuff to show from last year. And um, more importantly, it's setting us up to be ready for new projects as this new funding is coming down the line, both with broadband and homelessness. With broadband, we have a policy and we did a map and we did a strategy. And all of those are now going to be updated to incorporate sort of the requirements of the funding that's coming down. What's really exciting is that we started a programmatic EIR, which will complete this year. And I think we're the only county doing this right now, but it's going to put us in a position to have shovel-ready projects for broadband when the money is finally released from the feds. And that means that we don't have to do an EIR, or applicants don't have to do an EIR for each project that they come in for. We're supporting ISP projects that we now have that everyone knows about, I think, Race and Spiral and a couple of small micro-neighborhood networks. Um, We're doing a survey and map that we're now drilling down to this year. I hope we'll finish that. So we'll be drilling down to individual properties. We're going to look at levels and gaps. We are going to implement, we have already started the dig once policy, which means that anytime anyone is digging in the ground to put in a line for AT&T or for sewer or whatever, we're going to require that they put in conduit that can be used for um, fiber. So we can and make sure that we're just institutionalizing broadband. And then we're going to look at a JPA model that uh, the RCRC is suggesting so that we're collaborating with a number of counties around us. So all of that is super exciting. And we're going to be ready to take money that's coming down. But for now, we're probably going to be voting on reserving a million dollars of ARPA funds for broadband infrastructure, including line extension projects, and then the dig once conduit installations. And these are, we're ex- anticipating that we can use this money for match for much larger amounts of this, of this federal money. And then we'll be voting on this, obviously, 
allocate $250,000 for round three last mile grants. And those are the local folks who've been coming in and just setting up shop wherever they can and helping us get um, those middle mile or lines that are coming out, you know, partly into the community and finish those up to connect houses in that neighborhood. So that's a summary of what, what we're doing. And it's all pretty exciting. You know, the last, last mile people are the hardest to connect. And I'm proposing that for the next folks that come in and want to have projects that we require them when they want to have a neighborhood uh, project, we are going to may require them to to use economies of scale and connect everyone. We'll see if that flies. But that's my goal. We're talking with Heidi Hall, Nevada County Supervisor for District 1. So we talked about broadband. Let's talk about uh, homelessness now. Homelessness is, again, another effort that we really ramped up about five years ago and then made it its own separate objective. Um, We've seen some pretty significant change in the last year. We've dropped the number of homeless folks by about a third when you look at the unsheltered or families under 18 and veterans. We have more homeless uh, folks that we know with mental illness, and that's actually a sign that more people are coming in to us to get services. So that's been a pretty um, significant drop. And we've got this um, goal to house every veteran. Um, we had hoped to, to do it by the end of this year. We didn't quite make it, but we'll be doing that next year. You know, while we have a five-prong effort to prevent homelessness, provide emergency shelter, expand our supportive services, increase affordable and supported housing, and then enhance communication and collaboration. And so We've supported Project Room Key, worked in partnership with Sierra Community House to implement the state housing plans. Uh, We've completed the renovation of the Odyssey House, which is really exciting. And we've got 175 units of affordable housing completed and leasing. So we're in good shape. And what we're hoping to do in the coming year now is to um, avail ourselves of additional money to expand all of this funding largely flows through the county and the continuum of care is a group that uh, comes together to deal with this issue. And um, we developed a plan to address homelessness and began working with the COC to align around the gaps that we have still. And so last year, the state published legislation tying homeless funding to local plans that align with the continuums of care. And since we already have one, All we need to do now is update ours to incorporate the state requirements and return to the board for us to um, approve. So what we're looking to do is make ourselves available for two to four million dollars in homeless funding that's coming down. And we want to provide that to all five of the prongs of our objective. And then the second important thing that's happening in this year is that CalAIM is um, a new state health care reform initiative that really would uh, make it possible to use Medicare and Medi-Cal, to use Medi-Cal specifically, to expand it to be able to cover more issues that align with homelessness. So it, it has a whole person care approach, and it would give us uh, more opportunities to sustain our program, specifically our innovative home team, which we're really proud of. So in general, we're looking to take all these great initiatives we've already got and under what we've um, begun or we've already completed 
expand them and try to find a way to sustain them. So we aren't just, you know, building something with one-time funding, but building in sustainability so we can keep it going over the years. Out of the three-day meeting that your Board of Soups had, did you also address the pandemic we're going on right now, this massive uh, influx of uh, COVID cases that our hospitals are being hit with in Nevada County? Yes, we did get an update at our uh, county workshop on the COVID situation right now in the county, and it's pretty dire, and our cases are still increasing. So in California as a whole, there were 212 cases per 100,000. In Nevada County on Wednesday, there were 170 cases per 100,000. So when you think about and the state's tier system was in place and that most restrictive purple tier when everything was shut down, that was initiated when we had 10 cases per 100,000 and we're now at 170 per 100,000. It should decrease in the coming weeks and months, but we still are on an incline. It's really important that we continue to get vaccinated and get boosted, if you're not, to mask up. And you should be upgrading your mask to the KN95 or N95 to stay home and if you're sick and get tested uh, and to continue to social distance as you can. We've been able to keep the economy open, right? The stores are open, restaurants are open. The economy is still uh, open, but the only way we can maintain that is to continue to protect ourselves and others. We're seeing lots of staff homesick and businesses having to shut temporarily, uh, but we want to get through this by, by continuing to follow the guidelines. If you want to provide public comment to our, to our board for our board meetings, you can email us at bos.publiccomment at co.nevada.ca. US, or you can go to mynevadacounty.com, our website, and get the information there. We do encourage folks to come and provide public comment. We've been talking with Heidi Hall, Nevada County Supervisor for District 1. Thank you for all the information, Heidi. Thanks, Felton. Take care. And one last note, if you want to call the Board of Supervisors and leave a comment or ask a question, you can call 530-270-3474.